We recently passed the two-year anniversary of Mind Theater, and it really has been such an amazing experience for me. And I'm just so proud of the growth I've made over the past two years and of the response I've gotten from friends and from fans and from different people who've listened to my podcast and really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm just uh, really happy we've been able to come this far, and I hope that I can continue doing this for years to come. So uh, thank you so much for your support, and please enjoy the episode. Thanks. Thelma is a film about emotion and about pain. Emotions that compel us to question what it is we desire, and pain that we experience due to those desires existing in contrast to our surroundings and state of being. The picture painted through Thelma's resulting battle with religious guilt and ensuing seizure outbreaks manifests itself in a supernatural power that comments on her overwhelming need to fuel her innermost desires, to be free from the shackles of loneliness, and to be loved above all else. Thelma is a repressed woman who has lived a sheltered life in an ultra-religious family. Her parents, Trond and Uni, are overly pious and strict, and like many strained child-parent relationships, the intricacies of the guilt Thelma harbors due to their dynamic isn't always explicitly stated through words, but is felt nonetheless. From awkward family dinners to the briefest of stern checkup phone calls, the wave of parental disappointment makes itself so densely apparent it's palpable, and this relationship exists as the internal genesis of Thelma's feelings of isolation and loneliness, as she's unable to truly connect to her parents in a way that allows them to understand her circumstances as a growing young adult, with feelings and emotions and insecurities. And it's these feelings of loneliness that often aren't so easily quelled. In fact, they grow to become defining characteristics that effectively hold back her growth as a person. That is, until she meets a girl named Anja. A girl who in just a passing glance, a singular acknowledgement, a brief fleeting moment, rattles upon Thelma's cage, to which Thelma welcomely reciprocates. On the cusp of falling in love with a stranger, she's permitted a glimpse at a life free from the isolation and psychological torment that defined so much of her upbringing up to this harrowing point. Able to see the light at the end of the proverbial tunnel that would spell the end of her restless battle with self-consciousness and self-doubt. But then, the seizures start. Her body convulses, one episode of uncontrollable shakes after the next losing control of her body in these very moments as a result of losing control of her feelings. Seizures that are at first thought to be epileptic, born of some neurological origin, but are later revealed to be instead psychogenic, manifestations of her psychological distress. In other words, a physical response to past trauma, and in Thelma's case, her deep-seated religious guilt. She feels guilty for falling in love especially with Anja, a woman. She feels guilty for attempting to leave the confines of a caged life and sheltered existence that taught her to suppress what was innately human about her. In a way, Thelma fights two battles simultaneously. There's the internal battle based on the history of her relationship to her religion and her parents, 
Then there's the external battle of her present moment, of feelings of love and lust, of a body which she is inexplicably no longer in control of. And it's within this wicked concert of warring parts of the self that she initially views these seizures with an almost religious awe, as if possessed by the devil to commit what in her mind is an atrocity of the heart, to dare to love another. But it's within these moments of pain that Thelma begins to unlock a clarity to her situation that extends outside the bounds of simply curing her ailments, but instead diagnoses the root cause of them, and the supernatural power she gains over matter, the ability to literally bring people in and out of this world as she chooses, speaks volumes to her desires as a social being, who, when shrouded underneath layers of repression and isolation and teenage angst, is unable to lift the veil, to bear witness to what has truly been damaged at the center of her emotional core, her memory. Trauma has a way of doing that to us, untethering us from the past which defines our present reality. Repression isn't just a symptom of the here and now, an immediate assessment of the present mental roadblocks which stop us from achieving our goals. Repression has a lasting sting to it, one that can echo across familial generations and become so deeply etched into the corners of our unforgiving psyche that it's impossible to tell where it truly came from. For people like Thelma, the repression of memory, of the past events that made her feel so lonely, so isolated, so detached from the familial parts of her world, as a whole serves as an emotional band-aid to a generational wound, one which makes future love unattainable. When faced with the inability to wrestle and come to terms with the demons of the past, the prospect of destroying the loneliness present to our modern experience becomes effectively impossible, and it takes reframing her power from being a curse, something to be ashamed of in the eyes of her parents, or her religion, or society at large, to a true self-defining gift, in order to find the missing part of herself that had been forcibly hidden from view for all those years. It's through trauma we bury memories, and through trauma once more they can become unlocked, allowing us to finally reframe our present moment and gain a new perspective, effectively becoming reborn, seeking out an eternal bond, a relationship to love and newfound happiness that is more fulfilling than anything we've ever known or experienced. The battle is a tough and strenuous one, with pitfalls unforgiving, with tragedy aimed to break us. The rattling of the cage can be a painful experience, but also an exhilarating one. A less than gentle reminder that the exodus from solace and solitude we so desperately seek is only mere moments away. And that very caged bird with wings clipped and feet tied, that had learned to doubt the extent of her abilities, of her true power, can regain the supernatural conviction to fly. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, Ao Akingbade. For updates on the show, as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to show monetary support, the Ko-fi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. 
I'll catch you next time.